How's it going, guys? It's Dylan with Ruminations of a Fighting Lion. And it's been a few months since I last recorded an episode. I think the last one was roughly in October, the 20th, I believe. And... If I remember correctly, I should probably go back and listen to it myself. (laughs) I talked about how I had started therapy. And the benefits that I had already felt with it. sort of incredible I've come to realize that there are certain aspects of my life that I didn't really know were running the show uh, on a conscious and a subconscious level um And, you know, I've had to have some pretty difficult conversations with myself. One second, let me plug my phone in while I'm doing this. It's on 4%. So, my switch can wait to be charged. You'll have to forgive me moving around. It's 1 a.m. and just in my bed. Still at my parents' house. (laughs) I had lost motivation. keep doing this and I don't understand why well now I do or at least I understand certain aspects of it and I think one of the biggest aspects of my life is I I never finish anything anything meaningful I'm afraid of the finality of ending something because while I'm experiencing that one thing it fills a void I mean you name it books I've got I've started 
tons of books and I haven't finished them. Started shows and I haven't finished them. <laughs> Video games and I haven't finished them. Which is why I think I like games that don't really have an ending, but at the same time... It's not really how anything works in life. There's always a beginning and an end. But I'm afraid of the end. And as a result, I'm afraid of the beginning because I don't want to start something that I'm not going to finish that will either satisfy the void temporarily or be too much of a pain when it finishes or when I let go of it. Dancing, painting, collecting, always start something. Now while you don't really necessarily finish a hobby, it's, I get just enough. I'm sorry, I've worked over 140 hours over the last two weeks, so I'm tired. Um. There's not really an end to a hobby, but I, I, I get just enough into, you know, interest in something that I'll get really deep for a couple of weeks and then it will die out and then the interest just disappears. And then I find something else to fill that void and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, you know, I'm like most Americans or most people like the new for a short amount of time. And then I get bored with it. And then I move on to the next new thing. And... I have... There's a... There's a meme where it has a picture of Oscar the Grouch. I said everybody says I'm smart, but in all honesty, I just have a really surface level knowledge of a whole bunch of different things without it going any deeper. <laughs> And I'm afraid that that's how I view myself. Now, while I, I certainly know a lot about, I don't know, what pharmaceuticals, because I worked as a pharmacy tech for damn near a decade. not interesting except for maybe you know the, the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories about big pharma and criminal organizations and lobbyists who try and put forward legislature that makes things far more difficult than the, the normal American that they should but that's neither here nor there.
and I'm afraid to meet people because they find out that there's not much to me. I'm shallow although I'm not a shallow person I genuinely desire connection and uh, emotional and physical intimacy with you know another human being and you know as a man there's a loneliness that exists I mean, we're 18 days into this year and there have already been 32,000 men plus who have killed themselves. This intense kind of loneliness that just pervades the manosphere that women don't understand. And that kind of emotional vulnerability is not easily accessible by men. Whether it be, you know, because you're raised trying to be stoic or tough or... I think that might be part of it, but in actuality, I just think it's... I don't think that most men know how to access or tap into that kind of thing. Most men, really, the only kind of unconditional love that they've ever experienced was from, probably from their mother, and in all honesty, most of that probably wasn't unconditional. <laughs> and men are the disposable sex. So, when you combine all of these factors, it's no wonder that men's mental health is in the state that it's in today. And when people continue to demonize and separate the genders, it's only going to get worse. Nothing good can come from continued separation of people, be it based on race, gender, <laughs> the only way forward is to come together. powers that be delight in keeping its people separated because a separated people is easier to control I've 
I've also discovered that there are voids in my life. And one of the voids is is the emotional intimacy that people require to simply exist. I I don't I'm still single. I've been single for about five years now. Um, now, I've tried to take that time and develop myself to center myself, to try and work on the things that I need to, and to become a better father, better son, brother, employee. But a lot of it has been time wasted. A lot of it has been time spent trying to fill that void or multiple voids in my life with things that don't have lasting consequences. With things that, well, I mean, they do have lasting consequences, but on me in the negative as opposed to a lasting consequence that's positive. And that's one of the reasons as to why I engage in addictions like video games, like escapism, like pornography. Especially the latter. It fulfills the void of emotional intimacy that I have. Albeit in a very sick and twisted way. The interesting thing is, is when people are physically intimate, hopefully they're emotionally intimate with each other, and then that results in pair bonding, and the release of hormones that strengthens connections. But when you do that to yourself, there's not another pair to be bonded to. And so, hormones, you take a high, and then you crash. And you leave yourself feeling worse than you were before. It's the cycle of an addict. It does nothing but demean and devalue me as a person, my morals, my views, my perceptions, and it disables me from looking for the things that I need most in my life. Last couple weeks, my therapist has asked me to 
try and find a way to fill the void for that kind of intimacy in a healthier way. <laughs> I've tried the last couple months I've tried a dating app and it hasn't really worked. Um, I just get ghosted and I you know you you have a right to do so either if if I'm not interesting or if you know for a myriad number of reasons um, but at least give a guy closure like hey it's not working out now unfortunately a lot of people would argue well guys don't take the hint and you know there probably are far too many that don't but you can't help but view it as either a personal failure or something is wrong or I'm damaged goods after getting rejected so many times so you get to a point to where you think why should I even try <laughs> but trying to fill it in a more positive light um I've been trying to watch you know motivational speeches on YouTube on Instagram gym content to try and I did go to the gym and do some exercises at home so um I'm making progress on that part um been listening to books on how to better myself but he wants me to try and maybe record more for my podcasts and for podcast singular I don't have multiple it's just this one <laughs> um I'm sorry I'm saying um it's been a rough couple weeks <laughs> I'm sure that maybe you know two or three people will ever even listen to this but to those two or three thank you writing I've tried um, journaling a little bit more um, I kind of use that as like 
a rough outline or you know groundwork for each podcast topic or each episode obviously this episode is kind of on emotional intimacy yeah. and the void That's kind of helped get my thoughts down on paper. I've got monkey brain. And so, day to day, my thoughts are just bouncing around. Sitting there one minute. Trying to discover what I should do. As a career choice, as a career paths. To discover the purpose of my life. Although I think that's, I shouldn't be looking to discover purpose, I should just be looking for things to do and then find the purpose that way, but again, I'm afraid of finality, and as a result of being afraid of finality, you're afraid of even starting because you don't want to finish it. Either that, or you're afraid of starting something because you know it can hurt, and you'll fail again. Just like all your other relationships. Now that being said, if I had you know, stayed with the relationships that I've had in the past, I'd you know, looking back, I don't think I would change anything. You know, I I made some mistakes, but mistakes brought a human being into this world and she is the the single most precious thing I have so no I don't I don't think I would change anything. Except for I I maybe would have sold my AMC shares when they were worth more money as opposed to watching it walk back down. But (coughs) that's one thing I would have, you know, maybe I've done differently. But I was a novice, so I didn't know what to do. And I got greedy, but... (laughs) It's what it is. said I try and fill the voids in my life with things that are unhealthy and so I'm trying to find new ways and things that are healthy and productive like i.e. going to the gym recording more episodes for my podcast trying to get out of the house and socialize more because at this point I'm not even leaving my house most days because I work from home and it's not healthy. You get cabin fever real quick. <laughs> All fun and no play makes Jack a dull boy. 
All fun and no play makes Jack a dull boy. All fun and no play makes Jack a dull boy. You know the rest. funny. Before I took this job, my mentor told me that he thought it was a bad idea. He said, Dylan, staying at home for long hours on end without having this addiction on track is not good for you, so I don't think you should take it. And he was absolutely right. something else. You know that fear I was talking about? Fear of finality. So as a result, the fear of starting something. In addition to the fact that I'll admit I'm lazy. But mostly afraid. And fear is what has shackled me my entire life. I'm afraid of failure, but at the same time, I'm afraid of success and responsibility. <laughs> so I sit here changing nothing because I'm comfortably numb and complacent. But I don't do anything with that knowledge. me, then what do I have to offer? Which is wholly untrue. Because I know that there's someone out there that I could love and give my whole being to and with and be the foundation for which she needs and she could be the rock for which I can be anchored to I've just got to find her but before I do that I've got to find myself but I like to think I'm working on it of
broken a few times, you start to feel broken too. Even though a broken heart and a broken person are two very different things. Now, that being said, I can't just throw a pity party for myself and end on a negative note and end A and D space E and D on a negative note like that. You know what I mean? I get a monkey brain switch to a positive note. But I'm going to read you something that I found, you know, interesting. Emotional intimacy, I think, is a vital part of any relationship. And it's something that men can and should be a part of and proud of. But being open and practicing active listening, being self-aware and being vulnerable, men can, I think, foster emotional intimacy and positive masculinity. Remember, lads, it's... Emotional intimacy is not a sign of weakness. See you soon.